all their troubles are little ones. Again, only four of us on this call, and we four the youngest, uttered Jaya, looking exasperated, and the others grinned in their little on-screen boxes. They are too far behind. We can make a stab at it, but they've got no hope, giggled Annie, the youngest, but still desperately outclassed by the kids. Salim nodded. I'm an old dog myself, and learning new tricks is tough. But I am determined to give it my best shot. Why the glum face, Shireen? Shireen had been looking quite wretched. But after Salim's question, she almost burst into tears. Oh, you guys, I'm a horrid, horrid person and I'm feeling terribly guilty. The others instantly sobered up and Jaya spoke emphatically. You're not a horrid person, Shireen. All of us do stupid things. Now tell us what you've done. Maybe we can help you. Shireen was red-faced and looking at her hands, not the screen. But she seemed to want to talk. So the other three sat silent and waited. You know, I have that little fellow Inder in my class. The one with the stammer. He has starting trouble with every sentence and struggles with ker and ger, per and ber sounds. In school, I'm careful to give him a chance to speak. He's clever, you know, bright and always knows the answers. But it requires patience to listen to him. It's almost painful to watch sometimes. The kids used to laugh, but I stopped that right away. This Monday, after the Diwali break, the students were jumpy and I was going half mad keeping them in control. So it was already a high-pressure situation. And then Inder decides he wants to ask a question. He got stuck on wah, 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 wah and just couldn't go through. He'd stop and try again. Wah, 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 wah. This happened four or five times and he was so calm and persistent while my patience was worn desperately thin. The class was in gurgles of laughter and suddenly I lost it and snapped at the poor child. That's enough, Inder. Either say it plainly or sit down. The words were out of my mouth and too late to be hauled back. The child's face was so shocked. I apologized immediately. I even phoned his mother later and explained. But he has just shut down. He won't open his mouth in class. I've been trying all week and I feel such a worm. Fat tears rolled down Shireen's cheeks and everyone was silent for a minute. Then, one after another, they weighed in, confessing their own past mistakes, reliving their old guilt and shame. The child would regain his confidence, they all assured her. She had to be patient with herself as well as with him. Shireen absorbed it gratefully hoping it would be soon because she felt mean and ashamed of herself and very sad for the little boy. Changing the subject, Jaya announced that she had a child in her class who was prone to seizures and she was constantly vigilant in case the flashing screen triggered a fit. In proper school, it had been back of the mind, but online, it had moved into a distinct probability zone. 
The child was using anti-glare glasses, but it was all new and no one knew how it would pan out. It was difficult enough dealing with the course matter and discipline issues while struggling to make a meaningful connect with the kids without having all these extra concerns. Plus, she ensured the section of the house that the teaching camera picked up was immaculate and she always dressed as if for school. Salim chimed in, You're so right, Jaya. I caught myself drifting into casual mode because I was barefoot at home. My feet didn't show, so I thought I'd be okay. But it affects the mind and that's always on display. So it's socks and well-polished shoes for me now. The kids are always three steps ahead of me as it is. I close one loophole and feel on top of the world. Only to learn that there were two more that I knew nothing about. I consult my college-age niece. But I'm losing face as a result because she started calling me a dinosaur. I used to be the trendy one in my family. You're lucky your niece is helping you, Jaya moaned. My son point-blank refuses. He says you'll share it on your Friday chat and he'll rebound on me in my classroom, so no way, mum. I told him his teachers don't attend these calls. I even tried bribing him. Nothing works. Shireen confessed she wasn't sure if the kids were assimilating her teaching. They didn't complete their assignments and she didn't know if there were gaps in the understanding or if they were playing her. What makes me mad, Annie offered, is that the parents are in on it. Does the mother really think she can say present ma'am for her son and I won't know the difference even with my eyes on the register? They flick through the textbooks and point out answers during oral questioning, Shireen added, and take notes for them or bring them snacks and drinks as if their poor darlings are starving. I'd let it pass if they want noisy things like chips. Some consideration for others. He's not well today, ma'am, they wheedle. I don't believe a word of it, especially if I can hear video games in the background. Cheating parents are the worst. What can you expect of the kids after that? Oh, ho, ho, that's too harsh, Reen. Didn't your mom ever help you with homework? Technically, this is all homework. Annie tried to take the sting out of her criticism. They just want their kids back in school and out of their hair. Salim also thought Shireen needed to lighten up. You couldn't get the same results in the virtual classroom that you got in a physical class. You just had to accept it. There were distractions at home. Dogs, cats, siblings and far more seductive digital entertainment. It was tough to keep them focused on maths and history. I have some news to share, he volunteered. Perhaps you can tell me if it corroborates what you're seeing. I have three EWS students in my batch. Oh, please, Salim, don't say that. We are not supposed to know who got in through the economically weaker section quota and we are supposed to treat them all the same, wailed Annie, the idealist. Both Shireen and Jaya jumped on her. Don't be silly, Annie. Of course, we don't discriminate. But how can we not notice? Their school bags are different. Their lunch is different. Their confidence levels are hugely different. Their accent marks them plainly. They don't speak in class because they don't have the language skills. You can no longer give topics like my summer holidays for essay writing. That would completely expose them. 
both admitted they recognized their EWS students. And Annie shamefacedly accepted she knew hers too. Salim mollified Annie. They may catch up as the months and years pass and get fully integrated Annie. That's the hope of the scheme. But at this stage, he broke off, making an apologetic move. Anyway, I have three unmentionables, he joked, causing them all to chuckle. And one child has been resisting all my efforts at inclusion. In the first weeks of school, he got bullied in spite of my vigilance and became aggressive, uttering truly blood-curdling abuses. I dread to think how he picked up such foul language. But naturally, he couldn't get away with that in class and had to be punished, starting a vicious cycle of mistrust, anger and hostility. I had multiple chats with him, explaining that if he used such language in class, I had no option other than to punish him even though I understood his anger and frustration. I spoke to the rest of the class too, and they got some tough lines from me, but not enough to redress the balance in his eyes, and I've been steadily losing the battle. I've spoken of him in the staff room before, in general terms. The others nodded sympathetically. They'd been seeing it too. Picking fights, withdrawal, tears, cheating... It was a huge strain on those kids, knowing that everyone recognized them as EWS kids, even if no one actually came out and said it. They might as well be wearing a scarlet badge. So this particular chap, Kiran, was having it rough as it is. Then along comes March and COVID-19 and everything falls apart. Now this push towards digital and these kids are going to fall further behind. For how will they ever get a suitable device? But this kid managed to get a tablet, so he's actually quite well off. I started noticing that he's always fully attentive and responsive during class hours. He's created a corner at home with a Spartan desk and only his work materials visible, which shows he knows how to protect and to project himself. He's evidently been researching online now that he has his tablet and internet connection. And we know most online data, whether text or video, is in English. So his language skills have improved. His confidence has skyrocketed. I'm calling on him in class regularly. And his classmates have started noticing his progress too. There's no more fighting also, because they are all in their own homes. And now, he's turning into a star student. Yesterday, another child asked me to explain something again. But the class was over and I assured him I'd do it the next day. So I opened the subject today, but he interrupted me and said, It's okay, sir. I phoned Kiran and he explained it to me. This child has got me on the rails now and I need to look sharp if I want to stay the teacher. The other three were actually clapping and there were happy faces in all the four boxes on the screen. I think that's as good a place as any to end today's session. There's only a minute left on this call anyway. Salim, you've inspired us to look out for Kiran in our classes too. Okay, everybody, same time next week, intoned Jaya bossily, and they all waved and chanted their bye-byes seconds before the screen went blank.